gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 160, hosted by G2, presented by G2. I am G2, and I'd like to ask every single one of you, how are you doing today on this uh, January 21st, if you're listening to this on the day that it drops? But if you're not, I just would like to ask, how are you in general? Um, I'd like to give you guys an update. I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. My family's doing fine uh, in our part of... I'll say the world over here in America, over on the south side of it, um, is getting a little bit of chilly, not too much. I mean, when you step outside, you get a nice little chill blast to your face, but not snowing the way that it is up in the northern, uh, eastern parts of the country. Over there, you get snow, uh, you've seen cars skid out, you've seen Mad multiple different things from what at least what the news is playing out to you, but I'll get more into that in a minute. What I want to start off with uh, is the National Food Days of the Week. Today being January 21st, it is National Granola Bar Day as well as National England, well, New England Clam Chowder Day. Follow that up January 22nd, it will be National Blonde Brownie Day. January 23rd, the day after that, it'll be Rhubarb Pie Day. January 24th, it'll be National Peanut Butter Day. January the 25th, it is National Irish Coffee Day. Day after that, January the 26th, it'll be National Peanut Brittle Day, as well as National Pistachio Day. Then, to round us off, January the 27th, it'll be uh, Chocolate Cake Day. Now, as I said, um... The wintry weather that's been snipping up this past week, been uh, spiking people. Um, it's been reported by CBS News at the time of me recording this. 83 confirmed weather-related U.S. fatalities have happened this past week. Tennessee accounted for 19 uh, loss of lives attributed to severe weather as Oregon 16 more, CBS reported, including three people who died of apparent electrocution from a power line that fell onto the vehicle they were riding in on Wednesday. The remainder of the fatalities were reported across the at least eight other uh, states, including Illinois, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Washington, Kentucky, New York, and New Jersey, according to CBS. Uh, as I've said already, the weather has been kicking everybody's tail. It's been uh, real hurting. I'm not trying to even say like real hurting like that. It sounded real weird the way I just said that, but it's been causing some damage and devastation to people. Um for people that's been trying to make flights. I mean, you don't know if you can even make your flight or even get a flight because of the weather and how it's been messing up with uh planes trying to get down or even trying to go up in the air. You got to real you got to really focus on that whenever you have these uh have these flights that you're supposed to be making. And speaking of that, nice transition going into this. Um Boeing Boeing again, they had another plane uh kind of making an emergency landing this time in Miami Airport, as this come from uh, HuffPost, at Atlas Air Cargo Plane in an emergency landing at Miami International Airport late Thursday night after an engine malfunction, the airline said. We can confirm that flight 5Y 
a cargo aircraft landed safely after experiencing an engine malfunction soon after departure from Miami International Airport. The crew followed all standard protocols and safety returned to uh, MIA. In the social media video that has been floating around uh, this past couple days, you can see a plane flying low with sparks and fire coming out the side of it. And they're trying to say that it comes from um, the engine of the plane. And here's my deal. Boeing has already been dealing with some catastrophes already. This is their second one, I'll say, within this first month of January 2024. The first one was the door uh, just popping open while an airplane was already in flight, a Boeing plane. So they already have that on their plate. Now they have to deal with this. Boeing, I have no idea what's going on with your planes. It just makes me very cautious of anybody that's going to be taking any type of Boeing plane. And you don't know if you're taking a Boeing plane unless you study and look at planes. I don't think nobody never knows what type of plane you're getting on, especially when you just book your flight to just go to another state or uh, out of the country. You just hope to God that your plane just goes up in the air and just makes it safely down. I don't think anybody ever looks into the planes. I think now with the way that this whole um, plane incidents has been going on for what this is, I'm not going to say the third week, but this is like, how many weeks has it been since that door popped open? I'll say two to three weeks. Screw it. Uh, I think people are probably going to get into the idea that they got to look into, okay, what type of plane am I going to be boarding on? What, who makes it? What's the model? Is it new? Is it old? All that type of stuff and jazz. Because I think now with people seeing these incidences occur, literally back to back, I think somebody's going to start tinkering in their head and start looking into what type of plane they're going to be boarding on, who made it, the year model, all that stuff. And I think more people are going to catch on to that because it only takes one person to put out a video to say, hey, yo, start looking into the planes that you're going to be getting on for everybody else to come around and actually start doing the exact same thing. So Boeing, I don't know what's going on with your planes, my guy. I don't know who's been making your planes. I don't know anything about that. You guys need to tighten that up because this isn't looking good for you guys. And if anything, I can see a lot of civil lawsuits coming towards Boeing and also the airlines that happen to book these flights. I see that now. I see it coming. So don't be surprised within the next couple of months, you hear that Boeing's going to be sued by previous uh, passengers of these two flights. Because we're in the age where everybody's suing for anything. And I'm not saying for anything like just little things, which they are. But you can sue anybody for something now. And it doesn't have to be for, I want them to go to jail. No, it's because now I just want money from them. And this situation right here, both of them, if I was a passenger, I'll be trying to get a lawsuit like set up off top. So again, some passengers are probably looking for a lawyer to sue Boeing now. So again, within the next couple of months, don't be shocked to hear that Boeing's going to be sued. So be on the lookout for that. Boeing, please get your stuff together. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be on a plane, uh, I would say just trust your gut. If your gut tells you, eh, you probably don't want to do it, don't do it. And also look out for the weather because I, I don't like the way that where it's going right now. 
I don't like it because not just here in America, over in Japan, they had their incidences uh, these past couple of weeks as well with their planes uh, crashing into a jet or something like that. I don't like hearing nothing like that. And the last one that happened, I talked about it, I believe was, uh, I believe a couple episodes on the midweek ago. And it became, it happened because they landed on like, I believe it was snowy parts. That's the reason why the uh, plane kind of skidded on the runway. That's why it hit the jet that had nobody on it at the time. So I would say just look out for the weather before you get on the plane. And if you don't feel good about it, do not get on it, please. For your own safety, just don't do it. Now, moving off of that, I do want to talk to you guys and let you guys do know that this episode, if you looked at the topics that's in the description, is going to be heavy centric on law. Basically, people that are in jail, people that are going to jail, or people that possibly could be going to jail. This is what this whole episode is basically going to be focused on. And I want to start off with that with the Austrian man who locked up his daughter for 24 years could be eligible for parole. As this comes from CBS News, it would state that Joseph. Fritzl, who's now 88, was sentenced to life in prison in 2009 after pleading guilty in Austrian court to incest, rape, uh, coercion, false imprisonment, and enslavement, along with neglect, homicide, and the death of one of his infant sons. This happened whenever he basically locked away his own daughter at the age of 18, and he started to basically mess with her and procreate with her. And this all happened for 24 years and she happened to father uh seven children with this nasty disgusting human who happened to be her own father um according to associated press he told the court at his 2009 sentence that i regret it with all my heart and i can't make it right anymore under the country's laws prisoners sentenced to life can apply for parole after serving 15 years behind bar making joseph eligible this year so joseph he can be eligible for parole i don't see that happening i think he should die in jail he is 88 years old he uh, he committed a treacherous thing and i don't know how many times i have to say this but i'll say this until i have no air in my body when you create a child, when you create your offspring, when you create your own little bundle of joy, you are supposed to, as a parent, you are supposed to look out for them to the best of your ability. Matter of fact, to hell with that. You're supposed to look out for them. Some people might say the best of my ability is piss poor. No, you're supposed to look out for them, period. You're supposed to make sure they are going in the right direction you're supposed to teach them the fundamentals you're supposed to lead them down the path of a good person now you can do that all you want sometimes your kids will still do things that you might not agree with which a lot of us have seen a lot of people have done even you parents sometimes you as a parent whenever you look back at yourself when you were growing up you can look at some of your mistakes and you could try to teach those same mistakes to your kids and tell them, hey, don't do this because I see you going down this path the same way that I did. I'm trying to make sure that you don't uh, do the exact same thing that I did because that was wrong. So you're trying to lead them down a way. And again, you can teach them all you want. 
it's all on them to execute. But as long as you teach them, that's the thing. You are supposed to teach them up. You're supposed to protect them. You're supposed to shelter them. You're supposed to do all these type of things as a parent when you procreate and create a child. But this is not what you're supposed to do. This is everything. You're not supposed to procreate with your kid. You're not supposed to do that. That is insane. That is disgusting. That is nasty. And for this man to have locked up his daughter when she was 18, and he did all those nasty things to her over 24 years, and he created seven kids with her, and he got put in jail, and now after spending only 15 years in jail, he can literally pop up and be eligible for parole. Now, again, do I think they're going to allow it? I think they might try to look into his age factor and try to put him into a nursing home or whatever the case may have you. I think he needs to be staying in jail for the rest of his life. Let him die there. I think nobody will miss him there. Just let him go. Once you once you take this man out of jail and put him back into civilization, even at the age of 88, I would say as a person just on the outside looking another country's uh, justice system, I'm going to question you guys and say, why in the hell did you guys do that? Why didn't you leave him there? Why didn't you let this monster die in prison? Why? I do that sometimes with my own justice system here. You have to leave some monsters in jail and just let them rot, bro. You can't let them out. This is one of them. This is a guy who should be keeping himself in jail. This is a person I hope that his parole, if he does, like, get the eligibility, like, they actually see him and they actually have this hear from him for the reason why he can be, like, eligible for him to be released. I hope they deny it. I really do. Because this guy is a monster. Just reading that little bit, hearing that, that's disgusting. I don't think nobody should want or condone any of this. But again, I'm not in that country's uh, origin. I don't know their laws like that. I'm just speaking from an outsider's view looking in. This is nasty. This is disgusting. This guy should not be eligible for parole at all, even after 15 years. And I understand that's the law over there. But this is just nasty. So I hope if he does get uh, go to the parole board or whatever have you for their parole council meeting or whatever, I hope that they deny this guy's request. I really do. That's just me, personally. Um, but again, when you are a parent, this is not something you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look after your kid. And this guy, he did the absolute opposite of that. I mean, complete left turn. So, again, this is nasty. I hope he gets denied it. Um, but we'll see what happens, if it happens. And if it does, best believe I'm going to come back here, talk to you guys about it, and really show my disgust for uh, this man and that country if they happen to give him a parole. Now, moving away from Austria, we turn over back over into America. I want to read you guys something here. It comes from the Associated Press. Texas prosecutors convenes grand jury to investigate Uvalde's shooting multiple media report. A Texas prosecutor has convened a grand jury to investigate the Uvalde school shooting. Multiple newspapers reported Friday as families of the 19 children and two teachers killed 
continue their calls for criminal charges against officers involved in the hesitant and haphazard police response to the massacre. Uh, Uvalde County District Attorney Christina Mitchell told the San Diego, well, San Antonio, excuse me, Express News that a grand jury will review evidence related to the May 24, 2022 shooting at Robb Elementary School. She did not disclose what the grand jury will focus on. The newspaper reported during the attack, police waited more than an hour to confront and kill the gunman and what U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Thursday called a failure that should not have happened. Mitchell did not immediately respond to email questions and calls to her office Friday. So that's where we're at here. Um, this is insane. This is another one where when you look back at what happened and you see and hear about police officers waiting an hour as you had a gunman inside the schoolhouse, I don't see how you don't have an investigation in that. Look into that. I don't. I don't see it. You already got one guy, I believe, who was the head of leading the charge for this disastrous attempt and piss poor attempt of saving lives. The man who led the charge, I believe he got like committed, not committed, but like left. He got fired or whatever may have you. He had to step down and that's one piece of the puzzle gone, but I think he still should be charged with something because this was all under his watch. So that's one. And then two, all the other officers underneath them, you guys did not think with your own brain. I get it. You had to follow the leader. I understand it. But then there's a point where you have to break rank. You have to break it because guess what? You had a gunman in there doing whatever he wanted to these children and teachers. As I said, 19 children, two teachers killed in this madman's waking, walking destruction path. This was this was unbearable when this came about in 2022. Everybody in the nation felt a type of way. Everybody felt that they could have did something. And then to see the video footage of one guy like he had, I believe, uh, um, God, what do they call it? Uh body armor, not body armor, but like the chest, bulletproof vest, there it is, he was walking up, but then as soon as he started hearing the gunshot, he started running back, you are a police officer, dog, you kind of know what the job entails, you run up in there, you do and put your life on the line, and that's, didn't happen, you guys waited an hour until you guys finally went in, took care of the matter, and then that was it, but the damage was already done, so there should have been an investigation immediately after that. Like, if not that week, at least the month following after, because everybody was already criticizing and critiquing the whole devil out of this thing. You had parents at the point where when this thing was happening, they were ready to just try to run up in there and grab their own damn kid out of there. People that were not assigned to this, people that didn't have any type of body armor, any type of protection padding, no nothing. They were ready to run up in there and try to grab their own kid out of that school before that gunman, that lunatic, went in there and started shooting up other classrooms. They were ready to run up in there. But you as a person of the law who has body armor, you guys waited. See, that's a problem. So, again, I hope there's an investigation. I hope that the grand jury does, like, 
decide that, yeah, we're going to actually look into this, but time will tell, which I don't think I should have to wait long on this. I think within this upcoming week, we're going to find out that the grand jury is going to say, yeah, they're looking into it. Yeah, we're going to open up an investigation into the officers and all that type of crap because officers need to be charged. They need to be charged with something because they fail their duty as a police officer to protect and <laughs> serve. That's their whole entire job. They failed at that that day. And they're going to have to literally hold on to that. They're going to have to actually have blood on their hands because they did not run up in there and try to protect as much as they could. They failed. So officers got to be charged at least with something. That's just my feeling. Because if you mean to tell me we're going to charge Alec Baldwin, and by the way, I believe this is in the exact same state, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with involuntary manslaughter, you mean to tell me we can't charge these officers that's just my thing but we'll wait and see with that and sticking with Alec Baldwin here yes Alec Baldwin he was indicted on charges of involuntary manslaughter as prosecutors once again seek to hold the actor accountable for the onset death of cinematographer Helena Hutchinson uh I just mentioned how they were in the exact same state I'm wrong uh this Alec Baldwin situation, it happened in New Mexico, so they are reopening that up back over in New Mexico, while Uvalde that happened in Texas, but it's not too far from each other. So I still hold the exact same sentiment, but you get my point. The cops should be charged with something because of Alec Baldwin, who happened to do something by an accident, which in his interview with George Stephanopoulos, he said that he never ever uh, clicked the pull the trigger on the gun on set, which again, a, I don't know what it is. I don't know what to tell you his lawyer and him. I'm going to have to figure that out. But, uh, Helena Hutchins, she died because of a gunshot because of the gun that went off. Uh, Baldwin, he's being charged with involuntary manslaughter here, which if you look up involuntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter is defined as the unintentional killing that results either from recklessness or, or criminal negligence, or from the commission of a low-level criminal act, such as a misdemeanor. Involuntary manslaughter is distinguished from other forms of homicide because it does not require deliberation or premeditation or even intent. Since these mental states are not required, involuntary manslaughter is the lowest category of homicide. So that's what they're charging with Alec Baldwin here, and it seems that just reading that alone, it kind of fits the bill for this because this was reckless. What happened on the set of Russ was reckless, whether it was from Alec Baldwin or it was from uh, the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was supposed to be looking after all the weapons for said movie set. Um, it was reckless. This was involuntary manslaughter. This fits the bill for what they are giving Alec Baldwin. Now, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, she is set to go on trial on February 21st on charges of involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. So she's already got her trial set up, and that's happening within another month. Uh, Alec Baldwin, he just getting charged with involuntary manslaughter. So, I mean, I can see them sticking with this because it fits under what they want to give him. And again, I still stand to my point. I put all the blame technically on the film's armorer. She is supposed to look after the weapons. They're supposed to 
see what's in them, see if they're loaded, see if they're with a dud, see if they're with an actual working gun, see if there's anything loaded inside them that actually can kill someone, aka a bullet. You know what I'm talking about here. That is literally a part of your job. But since Alec Baldwin was the guy that they're saying pulled the trigger, which Alec Baldwin will say that he didn't pull the trigger, that's what's happening here. He has to face up for this. So now that's what's going on here. And they would just say that if he is convicted, Baldwin face up to 18 months in prison. Now, Alec Baldwin's attorney would say that we look forward to our day in court. So we have that set for there. Um, so that's the update on Alec Baldwin. Again, it's still crazy to me how he's hit with this. But again, the gun went off. He was the guy holding it. At least this is alleged here. So he's going to be the one uh, standing trial for it. As long alongside the armorer, who me personally, I feel needs to be shoulder all weight of that. But time will tell how it all dictated. But we'll wait and see, right? Now, next up. Continuing on with court, um, this past week, the judge did deny Daniel Penny, the guy who choked out Jordan Neely on the subway in 2023. The judge denied his request to dismiss uh, that case. It would be said that a New York judge on Wednesday declined to dismiss the case against Daniel Penny, the Marine vet who placed a black subway rider, Jordan Neely, in a fatal chokehold last year. Penny, 25, pleaded not guilty in June after a grand jury indicted him on charges of second-degree manslaughter and criminal negligent homicide in the May 1st death of Neely. So there you have it here. The judge denied it. He is still going to be facing these charges. And uh, again, this is what happens whenever you don't mind your business to a dissent. I understand that, and I stand on this side when I talked about it. At first, I understood both sides, right? How if you're an outsider to this, right, and you go into New York, you don't know nothing about this. You don't know the ways of how New York works and all that stuff. You can look at videos all you want, but until you're in the actual midst of it, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And once you step into that and you're in the midst of it and you see someone probably acting in a way that you don't kind of gel with or acting sporadic if you will saying some type of stuff saying things that you think is going to be threatening to not just yourself but other people and you feel that you have to take action in the way that uh daniel penny here did this kind of stuff can be real real tragic and it was tragic for jordan neely jordan neely was a guy that needed help everybody's seen him on the subway before so everybody knew who he was so it's just tragic all the way around. I feel that, again, people shouldn't put their hands on one another. Uh, but being on the outside world, looking into that world, I can see why Daniel Penny did something, but he shouldn't have done that. Because now you placed a chokehold on someone and you ended up killing that person. You killed that person who, by the way, didn't lay a hand on nobody. See, this is going to be the thing for Daniel Penny. And I think that the prosecutor is really going to really make motion into this. He did not lay hands on no one. He talked about how he's going to do certain things, but he never laid hands on anybody in that train. Now, I talked about this case and another case 
when the said other case was a man protecting his girlfriend from a drunk person on a train in New York. And the difference was the drunk guy on the other train, he was touching people. He was touching individuals. And that man, he decided to stab homeboy up because he was not going to allow that guy to try to harass his girlfriend. So that's the reason why that other guy happened to walk and he got all his charges dropped. The other guy that was drunk, he was touching people. So that gave the excuse for the other person to stab him because he was protecting his loved one and also others on the train. While Daniel Penny here, he will only probably get, I'll say they'll probably find him guilty for criminal negligent homicide. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think they'll find him guilty for that because that was negligent homicide negligent again that's a word that constantly gets thrown out but negligent at least what i understand is hey you didn't mean to do it this was negligent of you but hey man you still did it so i think he's going to be found guilty for criminal negligent homicide the second degree manslaughter i'm going to wait and see how the prosecution brings it up and how they are going to craft that for the jury to find him guilty on that, to be completely honest. But the criminal negligent homicide, I think he's going down for that one. But the second degree, manslaughter, I would like to see how he, the prosecution uh, does that. But being someone on the outside going into New York and witnessing and dealing with that, again, it could be completely uh, eye-opening for you and completely just change your mindset on things. So, again, I still see why someone might do what they do but if someone doesn't touch you you do not need to touch them if anything just get crazy with them and say hey yo get out of my face and be real aggressive with them they might take a standstill back but they know you can get as crazy with them and two things are gonna happen either one they will back up or either two is gonna get down so at least with that you at least gave someone an opportunity to walk away from you and say nope i'm not gonna mess with them so as an outsider, again, this is all bad in general. I wish uh, Jordan Neely would still be alive today, and I wish he would have got some help that he was needed, but we got to deal with what we have here. So I'm going to wait and see what happens with Daniel Penny and what happens. I will be bringing it back to you whenever uh, things come about. Now, moving on to the next topic here, and this is another update from a story that I talked about. As Associated Press would read, four Las Vegas high school students indicted on murder charges and deadly beating of a schoolmate. Four high school students in Las Vegas were indicted Friday as adults on second-degree murder charges in the deadly beating of their schoolmate in November, a fight that was captured on cell phone video and had been widely shared across social media. Chief Deputy District Attorney John Gordani said in court, that the indictment also charges the teenagers with conspiracy to commit battery, a gross misdemeanor. The Associated Press is not naming the students because they were juveniles at the time of the November 1st beating. Nine students have so far been arrested in the connection with the attack that left 17-year-old Jonathan Lewis Jr. dead. According to Las Vegas police, 10 students between the ages of 13 and 17 participated in the beating that unfolded after school in an alleyway just around the corner from Rancho High School. The police department said Friday that investigators are still searching for the 10th suspect. 
In the aftermath, students, teachers, and staff were left to grapple with how a conflict over a stolen vape pen and a pair of wireless headphones escalated. Police said that Lewis walked to the alley with his friend after school, but don't believe he was the target. As I said before, this was not the case. Uh, the boy that got beat up, he wasn't the intended target. His friend was the guy that was the intended target. He just happened to walk in and stick up for his friends. That's when all the other kids like swarmed on him, beat up on him, and like punched, kicked, and stomped him out. So that's what happened. I'm glad to see that they're going to be charged. Now, will the be charged as adults stick with second-degree murder charges? I don't know. You got a kid that died. It's all about self-preservation right now. I think this was going to happen. I think you're going to have some of these uh, kids more than likely turn on one another and start snitching. Start saying who came up with the plan to go into the alleyway, who came up with the plan to beat up on him, who came up with the plan to continue stomping out, all this type of stuff. Basically, who was the ringleader, who were the minions or followers that follow behind said person. That's going to be the situation that I feel is going to go down, and whoever ends up getting the most time, I guarantee you that's going to be the person that they say was the person that conducted or came up with the idea to do this beating. So, I'm going to wait and see what happens. It's a shame whenever you're a friends with someone who was the intended person to get beat up and you happen to stand up for your friend and you happen to die. So, Jonathan Lewis Jr., that ended up happening to him, and that's just sickening. Now, having said that, I can't wait to see when the trial dates are going to pop up. And again, I can't wait to see who they plant as the ringleader for the beatdown. That's all I can't wait to see because when that happens, we're going to get more information. And with more information, we're going to really start seeing how all this stuff got laid out. So with that, I can't wait to see what happens. I'll wait. And whenever more information comes up, I'll bring it back to you guys. Now, moving on to another topic that got some, I'll say some national social media news uh, late, not late last year, but last year, uh, the woman that got hit allegedly, with a brick in her face. She has now been charged with felony theft by deception. According to charging documents, Osmond raised at least $40,000 through a fraudulent GoFundMe page she started in September that claimed she was the victim of a similar attack more than three years ago. Now, this article would document how this investigator started the follow-up and what they ended up finding. They will say how it started that on September 3rd, Houston police officers responded to an aggravated assault incident that met Rhonda Osmond and her female friend. During the investigation, officers reported that Osmond was intoxicated, hostile, and irate. In the original police report made at the scene, Osmond claimed that she was walking on Schumacher Lane, where an unknown man threw a brick at her when she would not give him her phone number court documents would show she also told officers she had ordered an uber and delivered well and believed the brick throwing suspect was the uber driver osmond says she got into this car with him where he then tried to kidnap her according to documents osmond stated the suspect was involved in human trafficking and had a large group of women in the car with him so i'm just gonna put in a nice little bow for you guys here police would say she was lying she was lying about it uh, her and her friend were talking to two people. Apparently, she was filling up on the dude. She was into it. Again, she was intoxicated. That's at least what the police were stating. And 
let's be honest, she probably might have been, being at a nighttime situation. Uh, they got into a vehicle. Uh, the woman, Rhonda Osmond, and the guy, they got into the back of the seat while her friend and the dude, homeboy, got in the front. And they say a couple minutes go by. Rhonda and the dude, they get out of the vehicle. She's irate. She happens to hit him. He happens to hit her in the face. And they're saying that he held or was holding a water bottle and hit her in the face. So that's the situation that we got here. It was not a, a yo, she got hit in the face with a brick. No, she more than likely probably got hit in the face with a water bottle. Now, how did a big swelling on her face happen? I have no idea in the world. Because if he hit her in the face with a water bottle, I mean, my man had a hell of a punch with a water bottle, if that's the case. Because leaving a big old, just nice-sided lump on the side of her face... That is some heavyweight style of knockout style punch for someone to give. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So that is still the big question mark to me. How does she get that big monstrosity of a lump on her face? I have no idea. But Hurricane hit in the face with a brick. That did not happen. They say surveillance video will show that that didn't happen. And... If they have that surveillance video, I'm just going to throw this out here yet again, because somehow we always get surveillance video of a lot of different things that we're not supposed to get. Just somehow we always get it. Why since uh, they said September 20th that they see that they uh, went to the company that owns cameras that were around the said area where this incident happened, they had the video in footage since then. Why on God's green has that footage never ever been released yet? That's just one thing I have to, like, question. Because, again, I've stated it, and I'll state it again. We always get video of things we're not supposed to see or uh, video of incidences. That's always the case. But for some reason, we don't have video, like, evidence to kind of shut up the critics and everybody else whenever something happens like of this magnitude. The Jonathan Majors thing, I still question why in God's green hell or God's green or whatever you want to call it. Why did they not throw out that video whenever this whole thing first started? Because that would already expelled a lot of this. And I guarantee you, again, still to this day, I think Jonathan Majors would not have gotten any type of jail time, any type of uh, court cases or anything. I think he still would have had some deals in line right now. That's just me personally. I don't know why the video didn't show out then. And for this, I don't know why the video hasn't been putting out yet now. This is a case where, Ayo, to shut you social commentators up, to shut down the people that lives or that uh, participates in back and forth discourse online. Hey, here's a video of what happened. You guys do with that what you will. At least now you have that. Why has that not been out yet? We're in the age of information. Hey, if you have something that dispels it, guess what? You throw it out so the people can see it and be like, okay, now we can get on your butt and go at you for telling lies and making people feel sorry for you. Again, I don't know this woman from a can of paint. It is what it is, but I don't like how if this is the situation. Again, I got to say if because I don't see the surveillance footage out right now at the time of this recording. I have to get at this woman for doing the whole black man going against a black woman thing and black men were around and they didn't see nothing i don't like that discourse we already in the black community we have this type of stuff the crab in a barrel mentality where we see one person going up like 
achieving some type of success and other people that might be jealous of someone because they're not doing that or they see someone having something that they have, they just want to pull them back down. I don't like that mentality. We have that enough already in our own uh, society with other minorities or other people going after us. And it just continues on with more on the inside with us, with black men going against black women. We do that too much already now. But this was a serious thing that popped up last year, late last year. This was a nasty thing. And this had people doing the whole black men don't protect black women business. And you had black men have to stand up and say, hey, yo, this isn't like us. We don't do this. I, uh, I did a whole episode on this whenever this thing popped up. And this was nasty even then. But, dude, just to hear and say, yo, this isn't the case, she's lying, I don't like it, I don't like that at all. Um, uh, the news that reported on this, they talked about how she was supposed to turn herself in, and uh, she didn't. They talked to someone within the Black uh, Panther Party or whatever, and the representative spoke to her, and she said that she was supposed to turn herself in. They had a designated time, designated date, all that stuff set up. The woman never shows up. She's apparently on the run. That's at least what's going down. And now there's a video apparently from her, I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram, of her being, I believe, in Jamaica. So she's over there in Jamaica. At least I don't know if this is an old video, new video. Again, people do whatever they want. And she's talking about how she had to get her life together brick by brick, such and such, whatever may have you, how she's going to be touring the world. So... I don't see her probably coming back to America yet. If she is out and she's in Jamaica, this could just be a ploy. I don't know. I just know one thing. Let her go about her business. If you catch her, grab her up, do what you do, not beat her up. Like, have her stand in front of a judge and all that type of stuff. Do that. Um, but if you don't, hey, man, I don't want to hear about this woman ever again because this was disgusting. This was nasty. And again, I just wanted to see the surveillance video. Throw it out. If the cops have it, seriously, throw that mess out. Let everybody see it so everybody can talk about it, so everybody can see and ridicule this woman rightfully and justfully because this whole discourse of what happened with her and it was initiated by her on social media, it needs to be killed. And I don't want to ever hear people say black men don't protect black women. I don't want to hear that no more. That's nasty. That's disgusting. And especially me being a black man, you don't know what type of stain that would put on my jacket that it, that's just nasty, so again, throw out the video, I want to see it, I know everybody else might want to see it as well, that's all I care about, all right, now, moving off of, well, court, court style news, we're about to enter uh, a new style of court, where now you see companies are being sued right now, uh, Netflix and Sofia Vergara, they are being sued by the son of Griselda, Michael, uh, Blanco, he is suing both uh, Netflix and Sofia Vergara, and he is seeking damages in excess of $50,000, as well as an emergency uh, temporary injunction to block the January 25th release of Griselda, arguing that the series and its promotion materials use the unauthorized image, likeness, and or identity of family members. Um, continuing on... The pair also alleges in their complaint that the series relied on recorded conversations the show's producers had with Michael, who was not compensated for their use. 
So I'm just going to wrap this up in a bow here. I think they're trying to sue because, one, they're not getting paid for this at all, in which rightfully so. I think if you're going to tell a story about anybody that's of my family, especially someone like my mother, who was known for being a top drug, like, queen pin, you got to pay up for that. There's no way you're going to be making a story about that and I'm not getting paid. My family's not getting paid. I don't see how any of this documentary stuff actually works in Hollywood. They got some lawyers, like a mug to be crafting this stuff for people to get paid like that. I mean, dude, there's been so many cases of this. I know, uh, I believe it was Mike Tyson last year. He didn't go the suing route. He went the people route. He went to talk to the people on social media. He talked about how Hulu was doing a series on him and how he wasn't getting paid from Hulu. He wanted people not to watch that series at all. So that's that. Uh, there's been other things like that. I know at one point they were doing an unauthorized version of telling the lives about how uh, Saved by the Bell happened. I don't know if the Saved by the Bell actors got pissed off about that or not, but you get my point. Hollywood is able to take your life and just do whatever they want to do with it, retell it, dramatize it, all this type of stuff, and they don't have to pay you a red cent dime because they're able to find a way, find a loophole, and keep all that money for themselves. Again, I don't know how that happens. I don't know what... Uh, I don't know. I know with award season just happening, or they're still in the midst of it, again, I don't keep up with all that type of stuff, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series that happened on Netflix last year and had people talking about it. No, not on Netflix, two years ago. And people were talking about it. Dude, I don't know if the families even from that series got paid. I don't know about that at all. So again, Hollywood, they got a nice little way of doing all that. I don't know what's happening. I hope that uh, he gets paid, the son of Griselda, he gets paid because if you're making a story about my mom, who's a notorious uh, queen pin. You got to pay up, dog. There's no way I'm just allowing you to ride that off and just get that off on me and get that off of my family. No, you got to pay up. Pay up. Pay them that money. And just get it $50,000. That's all they're asking for. Netflix, you guys can fling that off like a little itch. Seriously, pay that family $50,000. Now, them stopping the Griselda thing? Nah, that's not happening. They'll probably pay you fifty, dollars or they'll probably even pay you a little bit more. But they're not stopping that Griselda thing. There's already been promotional uh, marketing on that. There's already been commercials on that. They already spent the budget marketing on that, dog. You ain't going to stop that. So, Griselda, that's going to happen. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to uh, talk about it, at least within my inner circle of people. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it because I don't see Sofia Vergara as an uh, evil person. She's always played like the hot mom and something. So to see her now be this drug queen pin portrayed as Griselda, I can't wait to see how uh, she does me, for me, honestly. So, yeah, you're probably going to get $50,000 or even more, Michael, but uh, stopping that Griselda, nah, that ain't happening, homie. Now, moving on to the last uh, suit that I do want to talk about, Madonna. She's being sued by two fans claiming that she started her concert over two hours late. Uh, this com <laughs> This comes about... After Madonna, she uh, had a concert December 13th, and it was supposed to start at 8.30, but Madonna popped up on stage at 10.30. The two fans have accused the delay, which they claimed occurred again at the following Brooklyn 
concerts on December 14th and 16th of being a wanton excuse in false advertising, neglect, misrepresentation, and unfair and deceptive trade practices. Uh, continuing on, the suit names the Celebration Tour, Promoter, Live Nation, and the venue Barclays Center, along with the pop icon. So the two people are trying to sue all three of these uh, companies. The complaints states that the two fans would not have paid for tickets had they known about the start time and that many ticket holders who attended concerts on a weeknight had to get up early to go to work and or take care of their family responsibilities the next days. The plaintiffs also argue, as stating in the filing, that concert attendees were confronted with limited public transportation, limited ride sharing, and or increased public and private transportation costs at that late hour when they left the venue after 1 a.m. The plaintiffs are suing for unspecified damages per the documents. A rep for Madonna has not commented on the lawsuit. Here's what I'll say about this. I think Madonna needs to pay up. I think that the people need to pay up for this. There's no way in hell you going to tell me that something starts at 8.30 originally and you pop up on stage at 10.30 and we get done at 1. Nah, 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 homie. You got to pay up for that. You got to pay up. This happened in New York. Now, again, I don't know how that public transportation stuff happens. I listened to Sway in the morning a little bit, they talked about it a little bit, and they mentioned how uh, the public transportation, you have a time limit on that, like, that's, there's a certain time where posts, like, public transportation stops, and again, I never done public transportation in New York, I don't rock that way, um, but just to, if you're taking public transportation, at least I think that's what, the buses, and they don't happen to show up, that means you have to walk the streets. You probably have to take the trains. I think the trains might even run it. I don't know. This is just, again, me being an outsider here. Just throwing things out. Um, you are missing all these times where you had time to go on these trains or get on the bus if this concert were to start at 8.30 and properly end at a reasonable time. So we're going at by this. It starts at 10.30, ends at 1. That's what? 11.30, 12.30, that's two and a half hours that Madonna gives you on stage. So let's start right there. It starts at 8.30, two and a half hours. It ends at 11. You can still do public transportation because 11 o'clock, that's prime time. People try to get out from bars and everything else or even still try to make it to the bars or whatever on a weeknight. And public transportation is still probably open. I'll probably say until like, I'll give it 12, midnight, right? So you had a, that time to use if you were to get out at a reasonable time. But since Madonna started at 10.30 and she has you in the concert at 1, you're not able to do public transportation. You are now left to your own devices. And if people are not out there on Uber services like that, you are crapped out of luck. You got to find your way to get home. And again, that is hectic on a person. Especially whenever you know that a concert supposed to start at 8.30 instead of 10.30. So again, Madonna has to eat this. Live Nation, they have to eat this. The people that organize this, they have to eat this. Because again, I don't know what happened here. I don't know why she was not there <laughs> until two hours later, dude. Something has to be done. I think more musicians have to put respect on these fans' time. 
I think with musicians sometimes, they can just think that they can just do whatever they want, come on stage, latest, all get out, and they think that everything will be fine. Again, the most famous case in the black community, I'll say for this, is Lauren Hill. People will say that all the time. She has a history of showing up to the concerts late. Hey, dog, I don't rock with that being late. I don't, I don't do that at all. I think if you're late to me, you're pissing me off and you're showing me exactly how you feel about me. Now, if something's supposed to happen, I'll throw it out 8 o'clock. If something happens and uh, it doesn't start until 8.10, 8.20, I'll say for 10 minutes I'm not going to be bothered because I'm like, all right, it it's not happening yet. And then pause out 10 minutes later, okay, cool, we're here still, fine, whatever. 20 minutes Okay, I'm going to start wondering, okay, what's going on? Why hasn't something happened? Why hasn't there been no information, no announcement? Okay, what's going on? 30 minutes, I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to find whether it be a uh, ticket person. I'm going to be finding where it's security. I'm going to say, hey, what is going on, dog? Some Somebody got to give me something. But for these two people to stay there for two hours, yo, dog, you wanted to see Madonna really bad. And again, amen to each their own. I don't know what it is. I hope they get paid personally. Me personally, I hope they get paid. Because again, you wasted two hours of their time. That's something that they could not get back. That's something that is, time is irreplaceable. Money you can always replace back. You can always try to find a way to make money. So let's not get that twisted. That's why I said money you can replace back. But time you can't replace. You can't get back two hours of your time after somebody wasted it. And that's what what Madonna did here. So the fans got it. They got to get some bread off of this. They got to, they got to get money. So whatever happens, I'll be here waiting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, let this be a lesson and let this be a note to anybody that's going to concerts. If you have to wait and it doesn't see someone pop up within 30 minutes or something like that, start asking questions and then you want to ballpark it yourself. How long do you really want to stay here? And do you really want to see this person really bad that you're willing to wait an excess amount of time until they actually make it there? That's something on you now that you have to question. But just know you can now sue them now because it now has an open entryway for this kind of behavior. And all you musical artists don't have your people waiting like this because uh, this will piss them off and rightfully so. Now, with all that being said, is there anything else for me to talk about? Uh, I don't think not. I think I'll probably lead, well, end you guys with this. It seems that we're going to be having Donald Trump versus Joe Biden again. Donald Trump seems to be the head runner for the Republican Party. I said I would not be talking about Donald Trump until he gets put in cuffs and arrested, but it seems that that's not happening, my dog. My man is Teflon. He is not going to jail for nothing. I mean, Damn, he isn't going down for nothing. I mean, hey, kudos to him. I got to at least give him that. I really do. He is really Teflon, dude. He isn't going down for nothing. That is insane. Um, He is still the head runner for the Republican Party. And uh, the Democrats, I don't think they got nobody to replace Joe Biden, at least of right now. I don't see nobody yet. So I think we're going back to Joe Biden versus Donald Trump at the end of this year, probably around what, September, October, November time. We're going to see that kind of stuff happen again where you got to vote. So get that ready and get that uh, situated in your head. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. That's happening again at the end of this year. Get yourself prepared. Now, with that being said, time for some self-promotion. If you guys did not listen to my midweek episode, it is available to you right now. It is on 
Well, yeah, it's available to you, so you can just look back. Uh, if you watch professional wrestling, hey, dude, it's available to you right now. Uh, wrestling Highlights of the Week, it just came out yesterday. It is a two-hour episode. Uh, I talk about TNA coming back. They had their first episode drop. I talk about their pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, back under the TNA banner. I also talk at the end of the episode about Okada, who was a big star in New Japan Professional Wrestling, how he's leaving their company and how he might join AEW or maybe he might go to WWE or Slim Chance Impact Wrestling. We don't know. It's a big toss-up. Um, I talk about all that on yesterday's episode for Wrestling Alice of the Week, so if you listen to wrestling, as I said before, you have that episode to uh, listen to. Now, with that being said, I believe that's all the promotion out the way. It's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all the podcast sites that have me on. I would like to thank every single one of them because without those podcast sites, I wouldn't be able to get these podcasts out to you guys, the listeners. So I want to thank them. But not to discredit you guys, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, as well. Because without you guys, I would just be one guy talking into a mic, into a black void, and doing the statistics as I do, seeing the information, who downloads the episodes uh, day by day, week by week, month by month, and now year by year. I appreciate everybody that has done that. I appreciate every single one of you, and I just want to say thank you very much. Now, with that being said, always remember... I love you, I love you, I love you. I do love you guys. That's not a gimmick. I do appreciate every single one of you guys. I uh, want to make this podcast better every single time. And I do want to put this out there. If you are struggling with any mental uh, mental problems and you feel a type of way about wanting to end things, please do not do that. If you live in America, there is a national hotline in the episode description. I have that in every episode description because I do care about everybody. I do care about you guys and I want you guys to uh, talk to someone. So please call that number and uh, get get to talking, please. And um, I don't mean to end on the summer note, but I do want to just throw that out there because a lot of things is going on in the world and I just want people to uh, know that you are cared for, you are loved for it. I do want people to know that uh, you will be missed if something were to happen to you so please uh let nature take its course if it's gonna happen don't try to interfere with nature if you know what i mean so um with that being said this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 he is i and i am him this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and you can do that by listening to past episodes and future episodes coming up so with that i love you all be safe have a great day and kanye you please Take these people home. I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.